President Pritzker? It's speculation at this point, of course, but there are some signs that Governor J.B. Pritzker might be laying the groundwork to step onto the national stage. That is, if President Biden decides not to run again. WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney has been digging into it, and he joins us now. Hey, Dave. Hey, good morning, Sasha. First, J.B. Pritzker is currently running for a second term as governor. What sparked these whispers of a possible presidential run down the road? Well, I mean, you know, the most obvious thing is that he, uh, over the weekend on Saturday, was in Tampa, Florida, giving a speech to Florida Democrats. And a few weeks back, he was uh, in, in Manchester, New Hampshire, which, you know, historically is the site of the first presidential primary, uh, giving a, a speech to New Hampshire Democrats. So instead of being in Springfield, he's making the rounds here in, in some states that carry some influence in presidential politics. What Pritzker actually said about whether or not he's running. Here's a little bit of what he told you after the primary. I have no interest in challenging Joe Biden in 2024. I will support him if he runs for re-election. Um, I'm a Democrat and believe that we need to elect a Democrat. And I think Joe Biden has already said that he's running for re-election. Well, Dave, that sounded pretty final to me. Are, are you buying it, though? Well, I mean, Sasha, you know, it does sound unequivocal when you when you first listen to that. But what it doesn't address is what happens if Biden doesn't run. And that that's the big question here. I think that there is a, a pretty, you know, a pretty intense view right now that, that Biden is so underwater that Democrats are going to have to try to find an alternative in 2024. And I think that's what Pritzker and others are starting to do here. They're starting to kind of stick their, stick their toe in the water a little bit just to see what kind of response they get. So I, I think he's, you know, while he, he says he won't run against Joe Biden, he was silent about running, you know, if Biden is out of the picture. Well, you know, this all hinges on whether or not Biden will run again. What do we know about that specifically? Yeah, I mean, the polling data, you know, he, he is at historic lows in terms of approval ratings for a president. He's, he's down around 33 percent. There's also uh, other polling from The New York Times and Siena College that shows that 64 percent of Democrats want a new president. So even within the Democratic Party, there's a great deal of anxiety, I guess you could say, about you know, moving forward with a Joe Biden at the top of the ticket in 2024. When we say laying the groundwork for a presidential bid, right, in, in the case of, of Pritzker, what do we mean exactly? Well, I mean, the first part is you've you got to remember, I mean, we know Pritzker well because, you know, he's, he's in the news every day here pretty much. But, you know, once you go outside of Illinois, he's not terribly well known. So what I think, you know, when we talk about laying the, pres the groundwork here, uh, you know, he arguably is introducing himself to Democratic voters around the country. And that that, you know, is the traditional first step that, that presidential candidates often do in order to kind of, you know, sell themselves and what they've done. And that's that appears to be what Pritzker's doing right here. Yeah. Well, as we mentioned, he was the keynote speaker at uh, a convening of Democrats in Florida. What's the deal with Florida? Well, I mean, there are a lot of interesting, you know, sub subplots to the state of Florida. I mean, you know, you consider it's it's um, uh, it's it's uh, ground zero for MAGA America. Donald Trump lives there. Uh, mm -hmm. The the, the uh, Illinois the Republican Illinois governor that Pritzker beat in 2018 lives there, Bruce Rauner, and then of course more recently uh, Ken Griffin, the uh, the hedge fund tycoon uh, billionaire who had invested 50 million dollars in a candidate in the prime the Republican primary to try to uh, you know, to try to unseat Pritzker, uh, he moved 
his business and his family to Florida after the primary went south on him and his candidate lost. So there's a lot of interesting subplots to Florida. And, mm-hmm. you know, the speech itself in Florida was, was fascinating because he, you know, the governor, uh, you know, when he was there, he, he started in kind of a humorous note offering the, the Democrats in, in Tampa, you know, apologies for basically inflicting Rauner and Ken Griffin on them. I mean, at one point he called Griffin a, a spoiled rich kid. Uh, those were his words to, to you know, describe him just pulling up stakes from Illinois entirely and mm-hmm. moving there after his candidate lost in the primary. Yeah. We know that Pritzker also spoke at an event in New Hampshire. And, and that state, you know, has historically been the first to vote in the presidential election. What does that suggest? Well, I mean, if you talk to the governor's people, the campaign people, they will tell you that, look, the governor, uh, because Joe Biden has not signaled what his plans are, uh, the governor is simply interested in trying to um, elevate Democrats across the country. And that that's what's behind his visit to Florida. That's what's behind his visit to New Hampshire. But certainly, you know, New Hampshire is a very important state in the in the lineup of presidential primaries. I mean, I, I you know, there's a reordering of the primaries that's still underway. But, you know, the, historically, New Hampshire has been first. And so you you come out of New Hampshire with a win if you're a candidate for president and you got wind behind your back. And so that's why that's why that's an important state. Let's talk about uh, Darren Bailey, who's uh, Pritzker's opponent in, in the governor's race. He's been out using these, you know, national appearances uh, against Pritzker to, to um, he's painting him as out of touch. Right. What, what else has he been saying? Well, I mean, you know, it's a pretty, pretty standard uh, page out of out of the political playbook for anybody. I mean, you 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 hit at uh, someone like Pritzker in this situation and and say, well, wait a minute. Why are you why are you going from place to place to place outside of Illinois and not tending to things here at home like crime and and inflation and the like? And that's what Bailey's been saying. You know, Bailey, um, he needs he needs to be able to kind of get free media like this, you know, something where where it might get some mention in the newspaper or aired on our station or what have you, because he doesn't have a lot of money to put television commercials on to hammer Pritzker for this kind of, uh, you know, this kind of activity. So, so he's, you know, Bailey is trying mm-hmm. to, to needle uh, the governor for, for trips to Florida and to New Hampshire. A little interesting footnote about Bailey, though, is that, you know, it wasn't that long ago, I believe it was in, during the month of May, he, uh, he made a special trip to Mar-a-Lago to try to, to uh, court favor right. with Donald Trump. And in mm-hmm. the end, that wound up producing an endorsement for Bailey shortly before the June 28th primary. Right. Very interesting. Is Pritzker trying to counter Bailey's attacks? Well, I, at this point, I don't know really, you know, Pritzker seems to be kind of more focused on just getting a message out there, you know, focused on what he perceives as the dangers of Donald Trump and, and Ron DeSantis, and both of whom he poked at during the Florida speech on Saturday. And and he hasn't paid a lot of attention, really, to Bailey. We haven't, you know, ahead of the primary, we saw a ton of advertising that Pritzker and the Democratic Governors Association poured in to try to promote Bailey. But now that we're past the primary, things have kind of cooled a little bit on that front. And, and I think it's a sign that, that Pritzker believes he's got this reelection pretty well in hand. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about some signs that might point to Governor J.B. Pritzker laying the groundwork to be a contender for a 2024 presidential bid. WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney has been looking into that. All right. So, Dave, let's go ahead and dig into the governor's track record here 
in Illinois. He's definitely done the job in unprecedented times. Well, yeah, you you have to, I mean, by any measure, you have to, you know, at least acknowledge that, that most governors don't come into office with the state, you know, treasury, you know, basically bankrupt as Illinois was when, when Rauner left office. And, uh, you know, the pandemic strikes just within a few months of, of Pritzker taking, you know, taking the oath of office. And so he's, he's had to manage, the, uh, you know, this, this public health nightmare that has killed more than 33,000 Illinoisans. And, and, you know, he's, uh, he's fought Republicans during that process, of course. Many, you know, Bailey himself went to court to try to block some of the governor's uh, COVID mitigations. Um, but but what, what Pritzker has done here really since taking office in these three years since, since then is really stabilize the state's finances. I mean, there have been a series of upgrades from uh, bond rating agencies on Wall Street, which, mm-hmm. you know, n- was not happening under Rauner. It was just the opposite. And, and because the, the Democrats hold supermajorities in the House and Senate, uh, Pritzker has basically been able to get through, you know, pretty much whatever he wants. And, you know, one of the big things, of course, has been a codification of Roe, the Roe v. Wade ruling before the Supreme Court tossed it. So Illinois is, is set up moving into the future as a place where abortions will remain legal. Yeah, you know, he's um, he's he's made it onto the national stage a number of times, you know, most recently uh, after the mass shooting in Highland Park uh, and after, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, as, as mentioned before that, for for sparring with former President Trump over COVID protection. So what's your sense of how he's being received overall? Well, I mean, one little telltale sign is just, you know, when you turn on the television on the Sunday morning talk, you know, news programs, I mean, you see, you see Pritzker popping up on, on, uh, you know, Jake Tapper and he shows up on meet the press. So, I mean, he's becoming more of a uh, desired guest on some of these national news programs. And so you get a sense that there is uh, there, there is recognition nationally that he's been doing, um, you know, what certainly Democrats regard as good work in Illinois. But uh, the, the Highland Park shooting is another example of where, you know, he, he really has kind of gotten a national profile on uh, the, the need in his mind to ban, uh, you know, the, the AR-15 assault-style mm-hmm. weapons and the ammunition that goes into them that have been at the focus of all these mass shootings that have happened on, on, on an almost, you know, daily, weekly basis uh, across the country. Yeah. To that end, you, you spoke with David Axelrod, who's a campaign strategist who helped elect former President Obama to the White House. Uh, he said that he's heard that people want a presidential candidate who can, quote, push back against Trumpism and some of the agenda of the right. Uh, here's a little bit more of what Axelrod had to say about folks' reaction to uh, Pritzker going after the NRA after that big shooting in Highland Park. I heard a lot of cheering from the crowd among activist Democrats because they'd like to see that in a president. So listen, Dave, if Pritzker were to decide to run, he does face some challenges, namely that no governor from Illinois has ever won the presidency, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a historic footnote. I mean, we all think about Barack Obama coming coming from Illinois, and before that, Ronald Reagan. But, uh, you know, if you go back in the history books, uh, the, the, the closest thing Illinois, an Illinois governor has come to winning the White House was back in the 1950s when Adlai Stevenson, who was a governor between 1948 or 49 and 53, he ran for president in 1952 and 56, and he lost both times by wide margins to Dwight Eisenhower, who was the Republican. 
Republicans. So that's really the closest any Illinois governor has come to uh, winning a presidential campaign. And you'll be keeping your eye out for that, right, Dave? Anything else? Well, no, I mean, I think the, the key thing right now, Sasha, is watching what happens with Joe Biden. And I doubt we hear anything from him in the next, yeah. you know, several months about his plans for 2024, because to do so now would render him kind of a lame duck. So I would expect him, if he's going to make a decision, it would come, you know, perhaps next year. Uh, and that's that's really the time to watch and, and, you know, see who comes out of the woodwork, whether it's Pritzker, yeah. whether there are others. But, you know, certainly for the moment, Pritzker seems to be showing signs of interest. It'll be interesting. That was WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.